Welcome back to the Nest College Football Podcast, episode 11. My name is Chris, and we got Tony. And we have a great show for you today. It is, we are entering week 11, just finished up week 10. No ad today. We're going to hit it with National Landscape, Temple Talk, and then SEMO Talk, as we always do in that order. But first, let's hit it with the intro song. All right, we're back. National Landscape. First things up, breaking news right now. Willie Taggart is out at Florida State University. 21 games, two years, $18 million buyout for him, $2 million for the rest of the staff, $20 million total from the Boosters in Tallahassee. What's your thoughts? Uh, it's, um, you know, you feel disappointed for the staff and, and Coach T- uh, Willie, but um, it needed, much needed. You know, Florida State's a powerhouse program, and, um, you know, they were trending the wrong direction in a fast way. And we, we've talked about the ACC this year and how it's Clemson and then a huge drop and then everyone else. And Florida State um, needs to be up there with Clemson. They're nowhere near that. They needed a change, and, and here it is. Yeah, he. this was his dream job, as he has said multiple times, and soon became a nightmare. Um, do you think if he won that Miami game, he would still be employed? Uh, I would say yes, but I think it was just a matter of time. I think he was gone. Um, he went 5-7 and seven last year. Right now they're sitting 4-5, and five, and they've been 0-5. Oh oh, they've been 1-7 against top 25 teams in his uh, two years, and then they were 0-5 oh against uh, Florida, Miami, and Clemson combined. You just can't. I mean, you have you to win those games as Florida State. You, you know to. what I mean? You're at you're at Florida State, and you, it, that's just the pressure and the nature of the job. If you don't win, you're gone. And yeah. here we are. So, and I uh, think uh, Florida State. This is. I don't blame Willie Taggart as much. This is Florida State's fault. One hundred percent. Ninety percent their fault. They shouldn't have got. They should not have gotten rid of Jimbo Fisher. They had something good, and they didn't realize they had something good. Well, I thought I thought Fisher left on his own. Uh, I thought he was let go. We'll we'll we can fact check it right now. One second, because um, right now they took Willie Taggart from Oregon, and he was seven and five in Oregon, Oregon, Oregon twenty in twenty seventeen. Um, which I don't know why you would hire a, a twenty a, one time he finished fourth in the Pac twelve one time year one year with seven and five I don't get how you how you hire a guy as Florida State who went seven and five two years prior he went he was at twenty sixteen was at South Florida for four years his last year went ten and two so I mean. And if you look back at it, he only had one year at Oregon, so he didn't have a full recruiting cycle. If you look at his recruiting cycle at Western Kentucky and then at South Florida, three years at Western Kentucky as head coach, 2-10, 7-5, 7-5. Okay? Not bad. Then went to South Florida, 
2 and 10, 4 and 8, 8 and 5, 10 and 2. Literally flipped the script. Like reversed everything from his first two years to his last two years. Maybe he's a four-year guy that he needs. Um, only one year at Oregon, 7 and 5. But again, I don't think he had... At Florida State, I don't think you have enough there to show why you should have hired Willie Tiger. Yes, it's his dream job. Well, I don't. What, what's his connection? Uh, he was a Western Kentucky quarterback in the '90s, so like I don't get where where he was a running backs coach at one point too for Stanford. So I don't get where you could get why where, he's not a crazy connection to Florida State that you can find. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I'm just looking here. I'm just looking here, and uh, you know, for Jimbo Fisher, he left. Seemed like he left Florida State a mess. Um, they had the lowest APR rate in any Power Five uh, team or co- uh, Power Five conference. Florida State had the lowest, and we're on the verge of a. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Fisher uh, was studying the apparent laissez-faire attitude toward academics when he arrived. So yes, that makes sense. With all the academic issues you're saying, he didn't care about it. And then Fisher resigned. So that means you know ah. come in and, and take over. You know a, a program that's the standards were low. Well, you know, he was. That's why because he was on the verge of having an automatic postseason ban. Yeah. Again, I think that's also on Florida State a bit. Like, I'm curious if they asked him to leave as well. You know, asked him to retire or asked him to resign to make it look better for him. But it's similar to why Dana Holgerson, maybe why Dana Holgerson left West Virginia to Houston. Except, um, I feel like there was more issues at Florida State, obviously, with the academic side of things. So, I find it interesting. Willie Taggart just wasn't the guy. That's on Florida State. They, I, I, that's a, uh, I mean, it, it just wasn't the guy. You know, and, and aside from the whole coaching, let's, you know, talk about the program. You know, when, when you hear Miami, Florida State, your heart kind of, you know, college football fan, your heart races. You know, that's going to be a, a, an amazing game. Teams hating each other. But when you heard it this year, it's just like, okay, you got two teams playing each other in Florida. Yeah, it should be. You know, be much a barn burner is what they call yeah. it, I believe. That so it should have been a better I mean, game, I, but I, that game lost its pizzazz due to you know the programs. And I know Miami is uh, just getting that program kind of restarted, and um, with the coaching change there, and, and now Florida State's going to try it, and hopefully they find their guy. Uh, um, it'd be interesting to see one, uh, some of the names. I, I saw Lane Kiffin, maybe. Ooh, uh, I heard. I heard Florida State's going to buck up and maybe go after Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops? Take him out of retirement? That's, uh, that's be, uh, the money has to be there, but they're gonna, I think that's, they're going to try to go for it. I don't think they you think, you think You think they could take Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma? Or you think Lincoln Riley doesn't move until he goes to the NFL? NFL. Yeah, I think he's at – there's no reason for him to move. Absolutely no reason. Uh, money. Money, but I, I mean – you're just going down there to uh, to make I mean, more money and get out of I, Oklahoma. I think he takes an interview. I don't think he leaves OU. I mean, he, think about what he's done at OU the past three years. Exactly, but that's like saying, "Why would Nick?" I mean, no, Nick Saban made the jump from LSU to the NFL and then back to college. But um, I'm trying to think of another big guy that left 
who was another big name that left the program that like, and then Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, yeah, left yeah, but he went. They guys that made the jump not to the NFL just left big time program to go to another big time program. Uh, Bear Bryant didn't he? He had somewhere else besides Alabama. I thought. Yeah, I don't know if he made. I, I mean, so I mean, a Lincoln Riley think could be a name uh, just because Florida State has the money. To that's do it. true. I mean, I think anybody's up for grabs. Um, and know. if it is Lincoln, he's gonna he would have to be he would have to overtake uh, Nick Saban's top salary and Jim Harbaugh's top salary. Yeah, I, I don't know. About, I don't want to transition too quickly, but uh, Kirk Herbstreit on the Memphis SMU game talked very highly of that Memphis coach. I don't know if he would be a target or not. I know Ooh. he's just getting his, but uh, Herbstreit talked very, very highly of him. Um, yeah. And then, and that game was fun yesterday. I just don't. I, I just don't see them. I don't see them doing. I think they are. They're the first ones. That is, like, they're the first program, big time program, to make this move. So they're ahead of everyone. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So they're ahead. Of, I don't think they're gonna go for like a Memphis guy. I don't see them going for. I see them going for a big time. You know what I mean. I see them well, going for a is, big time name. My, my thing is that is already in a power five. I don't think I don't think Les Miles is going anywhere. I think he's staying at KU, but Florida State could use a guy like Les Miles. Les Miles maybe go out as your Kansas, you know? I don't I don't think he's leaving because I, I feel like that's his He's job. gonna it's his project, you know what I mean? I don't think he I don't think he needs to go yeah. to Florida State and, and to do anything. What about Spurrier? What about Spurrier? He's already in Florida. I think I mean I don't Imagine, maybe, but he's a little aged. Yeah, that's another. That's a guy that made a jump from one big program to another big program. Florida well, to South Carolina. To the, he went to Florida to the uh, Redskins. Oh, see, that's why the NFL's in between. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to follow uh, who who they who they would snag out of that. Uh, maybe they uh, just take Deion Sanders. That'd be a cool hire. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a mess. It can't get any worse. Um, I mean, you could just get a postseason ban because your academics are so bad. That's how worse it could get. <laughs> but they got to make the playoffs. That's true. Um, speaking of, uh, moving on to UGA tops Florida and is up to number six in the rankings. Did you get to watch any of that game? It was on CBS, and I don't get CBS, so I didn't get to watch any of it, which stunk. But I didn't get to watch it, but it, uh, we talked about it last week. We, Georgia's uh, now the best one-loss team. Yes, and that whoever won that game, you know, I was looking. I know we're we'll talk about the polls here in a little bit, but uh, looking at the polls, it was just there's there's a line where the the college football playoff committee. Um, We'll have to draw to see who can still make it and not. But, uh, you know, Georgia, at a game that you want to keep your playoff dreams alive, they had to win it, and they did. Uh, and like you said, they're the best of the win-loss teams right now. Yeah, I'm looking at this. I I kind of want – I just want Clemson to lose already. Well, they play Wake Forest here coming up. I want Clemson to lose because it's I, – I'd, I'd – I think it'd be awesome to see. Like, I want to see two SEC and two Big Ten teams. They're the two best conferences. They're. I just want Clemson to lose. Georgia. Uh, Georgia's there, but it's it's gonna. Be, I, I'd love it to be. 
L- this was my dream. I'd love it to be Ohio State, Penn State, LSU, Alabama. Well, let, let me. Do you have the polls in front of you? Uh, yeah. Looking right, right at it. Let me. I was looking at the polls, and, and you could say. Uh, Again, seven point difference between LSU and Alabama. Sorry, interrupting you there. But seven right. point difference and 12 point difference between first and third. My, my thing is, I think, if you look at the AP polls, and we'll find out uh, Tuesday where each team really stands, but uh, one through 13. Draw a line under Minnesota. I feel like those 13 teams, besides Florida, yep. still have a chance for the Cowboys playoff. 1 through 13, everyone behind Minnesota, you're you're not going to make it. All right. Um, let me pick out of the 13, who doesn't have a chance? Out of the 13, I Florida. I feel they're the only Florida's team. Florida's out. Well, they, Baylor they is out. against... They have two of their wins are against FCS teams. Yeah, and then Baylor out. I don't think Baylor, even if Baylor goes undefeated, I don't think Baylor has a chance. Yeah, I feel like if they go undefeated, they'll be right knocking on the door. Depending on they'll the be the number five. They'll be that five team that's out. They Baylor won't get in because their strength of schedule is too weak. They would put in an LSU and Alabama, one loss of yeah, them in before. Yeah, but like one loss knocks Baylor totally out, where one loss for Alabama, LSU, Maybe Ohio State. I still feel they're, they're right there. Yes, they're stre- there's LSU would be in with one loss because their schedule is stronger than anyone in the countries. Yeah. Um. Who else out of there? Uh. Florida. Yeah, Florida. Baylor. Florida. Baylor. Auburn. I think out. I don't think they. They think those are the three who don't have chances. I see. I still think Auburn's. Kind of got a chance. I mean, I'm gonna look at their schedule. I know they got Alabama. I mean, they get Georgia, and then they get Sanford, and then Alabama. I'm yeah. looking at if they went out. You know, those are two big wins. They got two SEC losses. Um, you know, let's um let's let's pin this because we are gonna revisit this on Tuesday. Yes, and I think that's where Tuesday's little uh, sneak peek right now. Bonus episode on Tuesday evening. It'll come out right after the show, the the college football playoff rankings. First show, Tuesday night. We're recording live reaction right there after it ends. It'll be up right away. So we're gonna we'll we'll debate those then. Um, one thing to highlight uh, in the rankings that came out for AP poll four. American Athletic Conference teams in the top 25. Navy jumped in. It sucks because Temple was in there. There used to be... Were we in there? We were in there. I don't know why I'm thinking we weren't in there. We were not in there. No, I don't think Temple We were not in there. I don't know why I thought we were in there. Um, Temple could have been in there. Yes, but four. It's not a power five. It's a power six. Six power conferences, four from the American Athletic in there. Navy, SMU, Memphis, Cincinnati. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we will see what the College Football Playoff Committee thinks about the American Athletic and see if they think four deserve to be in there with Navy 7-1 and one right now. UCF is knocking, knocking on the door at number 26. So we'll see what the College Football Playoff Committee thinks because they're the only ones that really matter. So let's revisit that debate rankings playoffs uh for tuesday's episode and we can move on to games of the week 
Number five, Penn State. At number 13, Minnesota. Noon. Stupid, stupid game time. But shout out Eric, our boy. Number one, LSU versus number two, Alabama. What time do you think that is? Yup, it's going to be prime time. Psych! It's at 3.30 p.m. What idiots are scheduling that? Then, finally, the last ranked, uh, number 18, Iowa at number 16, Wisconsin. Yup, that'll be prime time. Nope! 4 p.m. Idiots! Again, those are all Eastern times. Why are there no good primetime games? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I And again, you, you pointed that out to me last night about the game times, and now I honestly didn't see the LSU-Alabama. But then when I saw that today when I was making a, our, our show notes, I was infuriated. I mean, I, I, I get the LSU-Alabama. I mean, past years, that game's always been at night. And CBS, you know, runs the SEC basically. and um, I guess Even though there's an SEC network on ESPN. When it comes to football, you know, CBS, uh, I guess, has them um, buy something. But uh, that, that game is at 2.30 Central with 3.30 your time. Is that on CBS? That's on CBS, yeah. God damn it. I got to go to the friggin', uh, I got to go to a bar to watch it then. I can't yeah. not go. I gotta go to the. I, there's a bar right down the corner. I have to go to watch that then, which sucks. Have to. I mean, the Penn State. I I'm I'm more curated by the Penn State Minnesota game. Yeah, these why games. Why can't, at least, game day, why can't game day go to Minnesota? Maybe they are. I haven't seen where they're going, but um, that's where they should be. Either there or Alabama. I'd rather go to Minnesota though for a, a team that you rarely see that they're having a great year and they're playing for something now. Yeah, um, at least um, everyone at ESPN and and CBS and Fox, all of them, they're listening to this, and maybe they'll make a change for next week. They will be in Tuscaloosa. Which, which I get that, but I mean Minnesota, Penn State, that game. Oh man, that that's a big game. I, I uh, you can't top this one too. I know, I know, but you know CBS is there. Any other you know, week. Any other week. Have the game, though. I mean, yeah, uh, I get that. But um, they say at the bottom this article, sorry, Gopher fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet. I mean, Big Ten, Big Ten tailgate, Big Ten tailgate will be there uh, for for that game in the Big Ten. So, um, I mean, those big games. I mean, they're they're, they're all great. The must watch is one, two, hands down, and I don't of think course. it's. Yeah, I don't. Of course, yeah, I, I get that, that could be a national championship preview, and it'll be uh, deciding who gets into the SEC championship. But it could be a national championship preview. Well, here, here's a question for you before we move on: Who's in a bigger game for LSU or Alabama? Uh, Alabama, hands down, because LSU can afford the loss with their strength of schedule. I, I agree, and because it's at home, straight the schedule, if they lose a home game, and the, I don't know if they drop it's out of the It's bigger. Court, I, no, I don't think they... Uh, yeah. It's a close one, depending on who wins. Is, yeah, they this, do. If Bama loses, does Clemson jump them? Yes. I mean, that's that's going to cause some fans... They'll uh, probably they be number six. Yeah, I mean, that's... Again, it's, it's got to be a good loss of... Oh, jeez. Siri on my watch... Drake, do not disturb lyrics. I'm not asking Drake for lyrics. Uh, sorry. Um, that scared the hell out of me. 
my watch talking to me. Um, watch, it's, it's watching you. It, it probably is. Um, you lost your train of thought. I did. That, 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 I'm rattled. God damn it, Siri. Um, at number 18, Iowa. Number 60, Wisconsin. It doesn't have that the pizzazz that you would have thinked or ho- thought or hope it would. So, um, eh. It's on at four. It's going to get overshadowed by LSU Alabama. So, check out the box score is what I'm going to say for that game. Um, upset of the week. What's your upset of the week? Go. Upset of the week? I, I got my eyes on a TCU. Ooh. I had that too. I don't want it to happen. I do not want it to happen. I know. I had that one too, but I didn't type it out. I'm going to another Big 12 matchup. Number 20, K-State at Texas. Yeah, I I can see that happening there. Yeah, I think Texas at home beats K-State and uh, still has a, a solid season. But solid seasons at Texas aren't going to keep your job. Um, no, just ask Willie Taggart at Florida State. Yeah, I mean those are those aren't solid seasons, but like going eight and five at Texas is going to get you fired. Why we're on? Why we're on upsets? Being in Columbus, are you? Who are you no, for? Penn Not, State or Minnesota? Oh, Penn State. Okay, because you want that dramatic match. Oh right? yes, big time, big time. See, I, I want to see Minnesota, I, I, you know, those undefeated seasons. I was pulling for SMU. Yeah, but they don't have they don't have any star power in the big... No, I mean, if they win Penn State, that's their best game, which is a good win if they win this, but um, I don't see it happening. Penn State will win. Penn State, Ohio State, just like it should be. Amazing matchup. Great for the headlines. Great for campus. Great for everything. Great for the Big Ten. So, mine is Texas, I think, will beat uh, Kansas State. But, again, reminder, bonus episode Tuesday evening coming out. College football playoff rankings. The committee is sitting down, figuring it out, and telling us what they think. What they think. As simple as that. I mean, uh, Condoleezza Rice and some ADs and some... Some Power 5 commissioners are going to sit down and figure things out. And we will we'll see what they think. And we'll tell you what we think about what they think. Um, college basketball kicks off with that at yeah, halftime. So it's yep. a fun time, of, uh, fun time of year here. Yes. So uh, we're going to move on to Temple Talk. Bye week, which is good for the boys to recoup and uh, head down. Are we heading down or are we staying home? I don't know why I don't have that down, but I have the schedule right here in front of me. We are, yes, that's what I thought. Heading on down to South Florida, to Tampa Bay, Tampa, Florida, to play the University of South Florida Bulls. Little Thursday night football. Yes, Thursday Thursday at eight p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Central. Definitely a must win. Currently a must win because the 
Temple Owls and the South Florida Bulls are tied for two and two in the conference, east of the conference. The east side. Um, must win. If they win this, they still need help from Cincinnati and UCF. Uh, Cincinnati sitting 4 0. UCF is 4 1 in the conference standings. And they win this, they become bowl. Oh, that was a bad voice crack. They become bowl eligible, which we know they're going to get a bowl game this year and uh, not lose out the rest of the season. But they this is a must win with then Tulane, Cincinnati, number 17, and then UConn to, to finish out the season in the in the four four remaining uh, weeks of college football in this month of November. So um, must win for for the Owls down in South Florida. What's your thoughts on this game? Uh, must win. I, I'm just looking at the standings. Uh, how about East Carolina giving uh, Cincinnati a scare? Almost messed their whole season up. Oh, that was a close one, which – Great for it to be a close one, but it's great that Cincinnati stays winning, and uh, it'll be a better win for when the Owls face them and, and pull up that win. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're looking to jump them in the standings, you kind of want them to lose. Um, you know, yes, you have to, have yes. Have losses, and Cincinnati's sitting up at that big old zero. Yes, yes. But uh, what do I have right here? Cincinnati coming up with um, UConn, which will be a win for them. Then South Florida Temple, and then they have Memphis. So we need them to take uh, a couple. They need to lose two of those, and probably, we, probably won't be until Temple or Memphis. Maybe, Temple maybe. and Memphis, and then we'll have we'll have the the tie break on that with them if they have two losses, and we have two losses in the conference. But again, yeah. we'd have to win out, and then UCF has a bye week at some point. Um, they have Tulsa, Tulane, and USF coming up. So we have three games left, and that's what's a little nerve-wracking is the UCF can can win at it. We need them to lose two games out of the next three because they have a tiebreak against Temple. So uh, UCF is going to be the harder... That's the one I feel like we have to worry about the most because there's if they win two games... Out of the next three, they're they have their 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 destiny set. Uh, they have a tiebreak against Cincinnati. Oh no, they lost Cincinnati. Sorry, by three. Um, Cincinnati needs to lose two. UCF needs to just win two, and UCF is in. So we need both those teams to lose two games um, for us to get into the conference championship, and we need to win out. It's tough, but it's possible. Take care of business. I'm looking at South Florida right now. Um... Their last game was against Eastern Carolina, and they just ran the ball. They had a guy run for 129 and 99, uh, so they, they like to run the ball. Yeah, um, I, um, I just hope that Rod Carey is able to get the get the boys healthy on the, on the bye week, so I expect them to be able to come back. Nice warm weather, too, down in South Florida, probably. Um, let's, let's look up what the... Uh, Tampa weather live reaction. Tampa weather report is seventy six degrees Thursday night. It'll be Thursday eighty eight during the day, seventy at night. Perfect Florida weather. Off a uh, bye week. Get the boys down to Florida a little early. Miss a week of class. Give them a little. Uh, get get them acclimated to the weather. All right. Don't pull a Willie Taggart as he's up on the screen 
and drop the grades, but give the boys a little Florida vacay in 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 the in the cold from the cold weather up in Philly. Uh, I think the boys of TU will pull out the win against South Florida after the bye week and recovering. It's just getting healthy, staying healthy, and running the ball. That's that's the keys right there, and uh, protect protect our guy uh, Russo. So I think the boys win it after the bye week. What's your prediction? A bye week's huge, especially with the game on a Thursday. Um, you know, you go down to Florida. This Temple team's they got a, they got a good defense. Defense has been struggling due to injuries. A bye week's a perfect uh, recipe for um, healing an injury. Yeah. Speaking of the defense, sorry, to interrupt you again. Speaking of the defense, top four defense in the red zone in the country. There was a I saw that they had a a graphic up on one of the games and was in the forum. Um, it was like Clemson, Ohio State, and like uh, Alabama or something, and then Temple, the fewest amount of points allowed in the red zone all season. That could be a misleading statistic too, just because of the big plays. They yeah. <laughs> yeah, that UCF we didn't really get into. They didn't let it get it didn't get into the end the red zone. Uh, they got in from uh, like forty yards out. Yeah, so I mean that's good though if you're able to you know bend don't break. That, that's the key to success. But uh, I feel like Temple gets the win in Florida. Um, you know, five and three, four and four teams going head to head. It's everyone wants to be bowl eligible this time of year. Yep. Get that number six. Temple can do that. This Thursday, I say they get it. Um, it's going to be a good game, but uh, like you said, Temple's schedule is very favorable. Uh, besides that Cincinnati game, I feel like they can uh, make a run here. Cincinnati's their big team. Uh, I don't want to overlook Tulane. We'll talk about that when they when they play. But uh, yeah, Temple's got great, Temple's they're got all great winnable. Team. Every every game the rest of this season is winnable for Temple. Yeah, I mean, I, I just their defense needs to start clicking. And I feel like once they get healthy, they will. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, Thursday night again, 8 p.m. on, I have the schedule, on ESPN. ESPN, ESPN right there. Um, ESPN 1, not 2, plus or 3, regular old ESPN. I want to say something really quick. Go for it. Uh, can't believe that college game day was at South, uh, South Dakota State, North Dakota. And they're at game day, big ordeal, boom, boom, love it, they're there. The game's on ESPN+. Plus. You couldn't have put it on ESPN3, you couldn't have put it on, you know, one of your, <laughs> put it on ESPN. I mean, come on, you put them on three at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. But it's FCS, uh, pretty much all FCS is ESPN+. Plus. I get that, but I mean, you're they're there, game day is there, talking about, I mean, get them on somewhere where you maybe get a more of a national uh, viewership. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Tough look on them. That's a little soapbox of mine. I'm I'm ready to move on. Moving on. SEMO talk. Go Southeast! Go Southeast! Oh, yeah. The Red Hawks head on down to Music City, Nashville. Big. To Tennessee State. And they get the big win against the Tennessee State... Tigers, thirty-two to thirteen, scoring in every quarter. A lot of kicks, a lot of field goals in the first half. Some ugly. See that ugly one that barely scooted. It looks like URI kicked it. Yeah, that one was a. Uh... But uh, two hundred seventy-one yards by our guy Santa. 
One touchdown, one interception. Big, big game for Hess. As he busted out that 73-yard run, longest of his career. 156 yards, two touchdowns. Wilkerson, big game, one touchdown, 111 yards. Just a classic, like, just a classic SEMO offensive game when they're good. You know what I mean? It was like vintage SEMO offense where you have your quarterback throw for 250. You have your one running back busted out for 150. And you have that one wide receiver for 100 plus yards. That's your, like, and everyone else is just there catching little splashes here, little splash of run there. That's just your... That's when I think SEMO Redhawks offense. This is this is the box score. I imagine. Am I wrong? No, I mean they, they look sharp. I I would say just as a uh, you know a fan who's watched every single game. O line best game of the season, which is a great uh, which is great because Hanson gets time to throw and he like you said looks good getting guys involved. Mainly Wilkerson in the receiving game. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to Gino Hess. You know, Custis is battling an ankle injury; should be available this Saturday. But Hess takes it, and uh, man, he looked good. He busts that seventy-three yarder, ends up with one hundred and fifty-six yards, and um, helped help you know set the table for the, the rest of the offense. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a big run. I was I was watching most of the game uh, after the I just missed a bit of the first quarter. And a uh, little of a uh, of a bone to pick with the graphics on the scoreboard on ESPN Plus, they just left it up that it was the first quarter for the entire first half. Um, they never had the number two and the ND second for the second quarter. They kept talking about, all right, that's the end of the first half, and they just had it first up on the scoreboard, and never changed it into the second half at the all. Sad, the sad thing is, the game was on. ESPN three, so it was more of a national. Uh, was it? I don't even. I can't tell anymore. They just it just comes up on my on my thing. Yeah, they put the OVC. Uh, they had like a, the national game of the week for the OVC, and those games are streamed on. ESPN. Why the hell were was this game the national game of the week for the OVC? I mean, they, they pick them. They pick them before the season starts, so I think it's all just like. Guessing, that's but that's a dumb decision. But the, halftime. The game of the week. Oh, so this wasn't the game of the week? Well, SEMO was, but if they would have done it, like... Oh, oh, the actual, yes, yes, yes. Also, And and then the uh, Austin P game would have been a game of the week, too, before us. Yeah. Um, did you watch the halftime stuff? Where they had the... A little bit of it. The, like, people I, come I in. I my uh, Jayhawks. And they, they had, like, uh, they had the Tennessee State coaches and some of the players just talk about what college football meant to them and whatnot. <clears throat> Did you hear that? And then they had the Red Hawks talk and they had Coach Tuke and some of the players. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that before, yeah. Okay, so they had the Tennessee State one, which we haven't seen probably. No. Um, and they, they had a bunch of guys talking about how they love their home field and how their home field is at Nissan Stadium and how they always get to play there. And I was like, oh, wow, they, it's like how Temple plays at the link for the Eagles, and they get to play <clears throat> where the Titans play. And they're talking about how they're Nashville's college football team. And then my brain didn't, didn't trigger into um, what I was triggered about in the first half. I was like, oh, yeah, they, 
I feel like I do remember that they do play a knee song. They switch back to the game. And it's a damn high school football field. My brain didn't, didn't, it didn't trigger in my head that they're not at Nissan. I don't know how many games they do play at Nissan. But you cannot be saying how you, the guy quoted, literally it said, love playing all of our home games at Nissan. Love playing. They talked about like they play at Nissan all the time. I would love to see how many games they play at Nissan in a year for these guys to be all hyped about playing at the Titans Stadium. And they're not. They're not. They're not Nashville's college football team. Vanderbilt, an SEC team, plays there. And nobody in, in, in Nashville even cares about them. It's UT Knoxville. University of Tennessee is, is, is Nashville's college football team. So these guys, it was, they could not have been more um, oblivious to uh, I mean, any you of could, You could even make the argument that Vanderbilt, who's actually located in Nashville. They're not even Nashville's team. I know. I mean, but at least they, I, I would feel that if you asked some Nashville. Yes. They, they would, would say, say, hey, who's the college football team that plays in Nashville? They would say you know, Van- Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt or, or you, you know, University of Tennessee. I don't know about Tennessee yeah. State. No, nobody would say Tennessee State. Nope. And nope. I'm going to f- see if I can find um, where they play their games. Ah, it doesn't tell you really. On their schedule, um, but any other any other thoughts you have from Oh Hale Stadium? That's the name of their stadium. It says Hale. Oh no, that's Eastern. That's Eastern Illinois. Their next game. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Go I ahead. Mean, any other thoughts? Um, one th- final thought. You know, I think it was an advantage. You know, Asimo. You know where they practice the Rosa garden facility with the they play on grass fields they practice on grass fields and play on turf um whereas they went today or uh, saturday and they played on grass field and you know some guys were slipping and got their spikes uh, caught up in the grass but i thought um you know they looked comfortable on the grass where the austin p they lost tennessee state you know and and uh, if you're not used to playing on like you said the field wasn't in great condition. I mean, down the middle it was green, but on the sides it was dead grass. Um, I did see that. It looked atrocious. And it, by the way, I stand correct. I was correct. Hale Stadium is their home team, a home field. They play two games at Nissan Stadium. They played Austin P Homecoming, which why would you have your homecoming at the? I mean, yes, it's the one they have most packed, but like it's not even near your campus at all. Um, their their first game, which was against Mississippi Valley State, which was at Nissan, is that even a Division One team? No. That's what I thought. That was at Nissan Stadium, and the Austin P game. Nothing else is at Nissan Stadium. Two out of your all out of your home games are there. So I, I don't know why you can talk about. Saying you're going to Nissan all the time, um, and their their field is atrocious. It's just disgusting for a Division One college football stadium. But Simo, credit to them as a team. You know they, they came down there never in a doubt. The game was never really in jeopardy. Yeah, it was a great. It was a great. It was, it was, a, it was a business trip as we exactly. talked. Exactly. Yes, business as usual. Come back home. That's I mean that's what it is. 
Agreed. Well, uh, let's move on to next week. Looking forward to Eastern Kentucky back home in Cape Jeezy on November 9th, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. local in Central Time on ESPN3. Am I right? Yes, you are correct. ESPN3 for that game. Uh, what's your thoughts? It's uh, it's going to be a big boy football game. I, you know, I expect Simo to uh, maybe jump a little bit in the, in the polls, maybe 7, 16, 17, not a whole big jump. But, you know, you won, you might move up a couple slots. Uh, but Eastern Kentucky just had their hearts ripped out. They lost to Austin P in overtime at home. In, in a game that, you know, they needed to win to, to continue in that conference race. So they're coming in, you know, you know, disappointed, but still an opportunity to, to, to continue their season. But um, they really had a really tough loss against Austin P this past week. So they're coming in a little bit uh, um, frustrated. Where Simo's coming in, you're coming home. Had a business trip to Nashville. Um, yes, and I um... – one thing I, I wish Eastern Kentucky had won this game because then Austin P would have been four and two, uh, sorry three and two, and Eastern Kentucky would have been four and one. It would have been better for us because we don't have the tiebreaker against Austin P. We have the tiebreaker against UT Martin, so it would have been way better for us if then we just have Eastern Kentucky to worry about. And we beat out Eastern Kentucky. And now we're top. Th- we're top the entire standings. Yeah, we um, need uh, we need Austin P to lose one more game, and they play UT Martin. Whoever loses that game, you know, kind of falls behind. We need to be the biggest UT Martin fans there because uh, we have that we have that tiebreak. So yes, a uh, big game. Um, I think Simo is the more talented team. Simo is the, and I hope this was this Tennessee State was a good warm up, and this offensive line can flow for the rest of this season and has a good groove for the next three games because they're gonna need it. They're definitely gonna need it um, with with the last game of the season coming up, Murray, which is yes, they're two and four, four and six, but I, I don't ever count Murray State out in any sport. In the OVC. No, and, to, and I'll be honest with you, um, you know, with Eastern Kentucky coming, this is your, this is the, you know, each game you play is your biggest game. You just want to go 1-0 and each week. But uh, Eastern Kentucky is very talented. And after EKU, you get Eastern. Who, they haven't won a game. They haven't won a game. And this is perfect last four games for the Red Hawks, which I feel like you're going to say the same thing right now. Tennessee State, easy win. Uh, they're 1-4 and four in the conference now. And two and seven, and then you have a good Eastern Carolina team. Uh, but I think Simo Eastern is Illinois. Eastern, no Eastern Kentucky this week. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky, and then Eastern Illinois. Yes, week. yeah, Eastern Kentucky. We Tennessee State, easy team. Then we have a more challenging matchup. Then we could go back to an easy team, and then never count out Murray for the last no. game. So I, I will, I will say, you get Murray at home. Your seniors, we all know what happened last year with. That's um, why. That's what. That's going to be in everyone's mind at at Murray. Be, what happened? It's going to be a fun game for our seniors. I I think. I mean, I don't know how you do not come motivated if everything lines up. You're playing for an OVC title. You get Murray, who kind of 
didn't ruin your season, but at the time when they beat you, it felt like they ruined your season. Um, I, that game is, if everything lines up, couldn't ask for a better senior day for those for those kiddos. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to give my prediction moving forward. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a close one. And it's going to come down to if this offensive line can keep it moving with how they played, like you mentioned, in this past Tennessee State game. And you can get uh, Hess going again. Or if it's Custis, just that two- to three-headed monster again moving. Um, I, I just – we want that vintage SEMO offense that we're used to like, this past week. And if the offense plays like it just played, we win that game. If there's any any part of the the quarterbacks, running back, or the receivers not playing to their abilities, and when I say that, I mean somebody over 80 yards receiving, unless you have multiple guys with 50 plus yards. If you have, if you don't have one to three guys over 70 yards um, rushing, there, Eastern Kentucky. Is gonna is gonna upset temp, upset sorry upset Semo, and I don't want it to happen. We just need this offense to groove like it has been, and they then they will win. But if there's any slip ups in this offense, which uh, it can put a damper on this season, and there goes there goes the conference championship game. Yeah, I, I, EKU is um, very very talented team coming in, and, and you can't just because you're at home, you can't just say you overtake your business. It's it's a lot like that UT Martin game where, you know, they're going to come in and they're looking to beat you, uh, and, they, and they have talent to do it. But uh, luckily, Southeast is at home. They're, they're a different team at home. They're able to kind of face the struggles better at home rather than the road. And EKU's going to cause some issues. But I do feel that SEMO does pull out the win. Of course, you know, of course I do. I don't think I've ever picked against them. But, um, you know, everything lines up perfectly after this week. And this game is, uh, everyone's going to watch this game and then uh, Austin P.U.T. Martin. So, must win for SEMO the rest of the way. They, they really are in a conference race. Yeah, both ball. both our teams here on this podcast are in must wins to be able to to take over the conference. And I, I correct myself, I said conference championship game. There is no conference championship game in the OVC, so. No, um, it's the It's just the top winner, team, yep. Sorry. You got three teams, you know, trying to get it, and uh, EKU was in that picture last week. They had a tough loss, so it's going to be interesting to see the demeanor of that team. You know, if we get a quick start, punch them in the gut really quick, that could that could mean a lot, especially facing what you know what EKU had to do last week. Yep. So you're picking them, of course you are. Of course and, I am. And uh, that's a wrap for episode 11. And thanks all for listening. And remember, Tuesday, we'll have the bonus episode out. Listen, college football playoff ranking show. And uh, that's it. Go Owls. Go Red Hawks. Peace.